You're listening to The BizCast on the C-Suite Network. Welcome to The BizCast. You work hard in your business and you want to know what it takes to get to the next level. The BizCast is where we interview best-selling business authors, thought leaders, and C-Suite executives to bring you an inside look at what it takes to succeed in business today. Whether you're the leader of a Fortune 100 company or your company is just taking off, what you're about to hear will help you take your business to the next level. I'm your host, Kevin Crane. Welcome to the show. It's my pleasure to welcome Dan Gregory and Kieran Flanagan to the podcast. Kieran and Dan are behavioral researchers and strategists and the founders of the Impossible Institute, an innovation and engagement think tank. We're here to talk about their new book, Selfish, Scared, and Stupid, Stop Fighting Human Nature and Increase Your Performance, Engagement, and Influence. Dan Gregory, Kieran Flanagan, welcome to the show. The title of your book, Selfish, Scared, and Stupid. (laughs) Why the catchy title? Dan, most readers wouldn't want to identify themselves as selfish, scared, or stupid. Why do you encourage them to do so? (laughs) <laughs> it, it doesn't sound very much like a compliment, does it? Um, I think that, um, you know, one of the reasons we, we made the, uh, the, or gave the book a provocative title was, was just so it could shake people out of their, out of their current thinking. And that's really what we're looking to do is, is, is look at what drives human behavior. And, and what we found is that our survival brain still drives a lot of our decision making. And, and it's driven by, you know, the need for self preservation. Um, the need to mitigate risk, and also the need to look for the simplest and easiest solution to problems. So, so that's actually what the book is 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 really about. And actually, by understanding what's really driving us, and and sort of losing some of the delusions we have around what drives human behaviour, we actually get to be more effective in our lives. You say to stop fighting human nature in order to increase your performance, engagement, and influence. Kieran, what are the traits of human nature that that you want to stop fighting, and how do those traits impact my performance, engagement, and influence? See, if we get honest, the truth is that we're all walking around pretending that we're selfless, amazingly courageous, and blindingly intelligent all of the time. And what that means is that we're designing for our best days. We're working with best case scenarios. We're we're designing for hope. We're designing for who we hope people can be rather than who they are. So we're building systems that way. We're motivating people that way. And we're attempting to, when we're in sales, to sell people that way, that if we appeal to people's better selves, that they'll improve and we'll get more out of them. And we think it's more effective to work with our real selves, to work with reality. And you talk about that in your book. You say that if you want to increase your chances of success in your life and in your business, you should design for reality. Is that what you mean by that, Kieran? Yeah, exactly. We we say that too, too many of our systems aren't designing for reality. Again, they're designing for hope. They're designing for best case. And, you know, if we stop and we expect human beings who are amazing and wonderful. It's not a negative thing. But if we expect them to come from what's in it for them, if we expect them to act more out of fear than they do out of courage, and if we expect them to act out of stupidity, as in they look for the simplest, easiest way to to do something and that we're inherently going to look for a shortcut, then we're going to have more success than if we simply design for, you know, this ideal of a human being. 
And one of the one of the uh, the things about designing for reality is it's about factoring failure into your planning. Now, if you say to most people, if in in any any um, enterprise they're engaged in, if you say say to them, do you expect to fail? Most people will say no. Now, we know that statistically that's highly unlikely. We will all experience failure on the way to success. Um, but we typically don't design with that in mind. Now, if you compare that to, say, the aeronautical engineering industry, you know, for decades we've been designing aircraft that can continue to fly even though 50% of the, air, the, the engines go out. So they can stay in the air and they can land safely. So they've designed for failure in the system. Now, if you say to most business owners, well, what happens to your business if 50% of your staff or 50% of your customers stall halfway through the year? And for most businesses, that's catastrophic. But we don't tend to think about that. And, and as a result, we're not prepared for that. We don't, have, we don't have alternatives. We don't have plans for how to deal with that and how to turn that around. And that's critical to success is actually understanding that failure is going to happen and we need to be prepared for it. Well, Dan, you write a lot about failure in the book. Um, most people are afraid to fail, you know. <laughs> I know I am. <laughs> uh, and, and I know I do everything in my power to stop it. But yet, you know, it still happens. Why? Well, I think I think it's just a natural part of the process, and and we've we, we've come to think of, of failure as a real negative and something that we cover up and something that we don't like to talk about, and that's a bit of an issue because it, it's it's critical to any it's success in any regard. You know, you, it's failure is just part of the process. You're necessarily um, on, on the way to success experience different kinds of failure, and our, it's our capacity to be resilient to be adaptive to be agile in the way that we deal with failure and to generate alternatives that is actually critical to success and yet we don't prepare for failure you know we, we typically think well it's not going to happen to me and and that really gets us into trouble as opposed to you know expecting um uh, real world activity you know if, if we expect our staff not to be on their best day every day of the year if we expect our customers to have issue with with either our service or our products as we as we go go about our business you know if we build that kind of expectation that kind of preparedness into what the way we work we actually we stand a better chance of getting beyond those failures to towards success Kieran are there ways for our listeners to overcome their failures or to better avoid them or or should they well I mean, again, you know, we want to maximize success, I guess, rather than be obsessed with failure. But to do that, as Dan said, we need to design for it and expect it to happen. You know, we were talking about savings the other day and uh, to a class we were teaching. And we were talking to them about the fact that if you ask a research group whether saving for the future is a good idea, 100% of them will put their hand up. We all know and agree that we should save for our future. Yet when we look at the statistics and the numbers around savings, most people haven't saved. Most people have nothing put aside apart from their mortgages or, you know, their, or their college funds, but things that are forced savings and that selling uh, savings to customers is a really difficult thing. Selling anything for the future is a really difficult thing. So we said, well, you know, if we deal with that reality, instead of just saying you should save and it's a good idea in a campaign, if we deal with the reality that savings is hard because life gets in the way and costs come up, then perhaps we design a better system. And then we talked about Bank of America's uh, Keep the Change 
process, which is all about what if we just skim your spending? So every time you spend a dollar fifty six, we keep forty four cents and we put it aside for you. Far more effective at getting people to save than it is simply telling them to save because we're designing a system that deals with reality that expects the failure. I'm speaking with Dan Gregory and Kieran Flanagan, authors of the book Selfish, Scared, and Stupid. It's time for a quick break, but when we get back, I'm going to ask Kieran and Dan what they mean by the happy delusion. It sounds like me. I don't know. We'll find out when we return in 60 seconds. I'm Kevin Crane. You're listening to BizCast on C-Suite Radio, and we'll be right back. Over 3.2 million new book titles are published every year. What are you doing to help your book rise to the top? Submit your book to become part of the C-Suite Book Club, the premier source of leading business books for C-Suite leaders, executives, and celebrities. Visit csuitebookclub.com slash author to submit your book today. That's c-suitebookclub.com slash author. You're listening to The BizCast with Kevin Crane on C-Suite Radio. Welcome back. With me today is Dan Gregory and Kieran Flanagan, behavioral researchers and strategists, founders of the Impossible Institute, and authors of the book Selfish, Scared, and Stupid, Stop Fighting Human Nature and Increase Your Performance, Engagement, and Influence. And if you'd like to get a copy of Dan and Kieran's book, it's easy. Just go to the C-Suite Book Club and get it there. Visit c-suitebookclub.com. You'll find Selfish, Scared, and Stupid, along with a great selection of great business books by our C-Suite Book Club authors, thought leaders like Shep Hyken, Scott McCain, and our guests today, Dan Gregory and Kieran Flanagan. So visit the C-Suite Book Club at c-suitebookclub.com. Kieran, in your book, you talk about a thing called the happy delusion. What is that? Well, the happy delusion is the fact that we're all walking around all of the time, uh, not dealing with the truth or reality. Because here's the thing, we're all addicted to endorphins and we all like feeling positive. So because we've all bought into feeling positive, because it's something we all would prefer to feel, that we don't go around questioning each other's reality. It's an unwritten law between us. I won't challenge your reality if you don't challenge mine. It's why the self-help industry has has thrived. You know, we all go to the show and read the book and come out in, on a high and then a couple of months later we're back in our old ways most of us. And most of us aren't succeeding to the levels that is promised to us. And this is what we're doing. We're just walking around with using hope as a strategy. And we say hope's not a strategy, that you're better to look to design uh, rather than things like discipline. Because the self-help industry, usually our positive thinking is the problem. You know, we're not positive enough and we're not disciplined enough. You know, we walk around saying, oh, why is it I'm just so undisciplined? You know, I have, I have no ability to stick to something. And yet we're all failing at sticking to a lot of things. Dan and Kieran, it's been great speaking with you today. We're almost out of time, but before I let you go, what was the best piece of advice that you ever received and how has it shaped who you are? I think because I'm a naturally optimistic human being, that uh, I really had to learn, you know, to deal with reality. My my natural tendency was to deal with 
you know, the positive side. And I think this great piece of advice was that there's always a positive and a negative side to everything, that there's always two sides to every, every situation. And if you can look for both sides, you can balance out your emotional charge around it. And when you can balance out the emotional charge, you can suddenly, you know, take control of that situation and see it for what it is. And I think for me, it was, you know, it was was a piece of advice I got from my dad when I was growing up. The advice was, if you want to lead, you need to go broad in your experience before you go deep. You need to understand the way things connect to each other, the way things work across a holistic system before you drill into actually what are the specifics going on in each of those different systems. So, so that was a terrific piece of advice, and it's really something that I've, I've, I've tried to adhere to in my career. That's Dan Gregory and Kieran Flanagan, authors of the book Selfish, Scared, and Stupid, Stop Fighting Human Nature and Increase Your Performance, Engagement, and Influence. Get your copy at the C-Suite Book Club at c-suitebookclub.com. Dan Gregory, Kieran Flanagan, thank you so much for speaking with me today. Absolute Thanks, pleasure. Kevin. That'll do it for this episode of the BizCast. Join me next time when we continue to talk to business authors, thought leaders, and C-suite executives to bring you an inside look at what it takes to succeed in business today. Don't forget to visit the C-Suite Book Club at c-suitebookclub.com. Great books by great business authors. Only the best at the C-Suite Book Club. And if you like what we do here at the BizCast, don't be shy. Give us a shout-out on social media or leave a review on iTunes. Meanwhile, until next time, I'm your host, Kevin Crane, for the C-Suite Network. Thanks for listening. Brought to you by the C-Suite Network, c-suitenetwork.com. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com. <laughs>